cool and we're trying to figure it out because you know we're this is the first time we've ever done anything at a different place you know like uh, uh, we're so um here hold on let me get out of here so you can see that we are actually recording this is me recording and her and i've done a podcast since about october really yeah I'll, I'll give you all the information you just got to give me your information so i can send it so yeah we um we have a good time doing it but so we're on record call right now so i'm just kind of I, I haven't even done like an introduction or anything but i'm just kind of getting started because i wanted to make sure we could tape so i uh i just thought i'd i mean i thought well we'll give people a chance come out and talk if they so want to I can hear you in a minute as soon as you no. do the speaker. You didn't hear me in a minute? No. She did not. I didn't. I'm sorry. I, I was out here because I knew. Vote, so Look, okay. here's the thing. Yeah, that's what you need. <laughs> and so, you know what? When you were doing this to me, I mean, come on. You know, you were making me laugh. I couldn't help it. I'm like, oh, my God, you got to stop. Now, I can't have, I'll edit that out, by the way. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm sitting here now with um, Dr. David, who I've known for many years, since about 2006, I think. Tea Party, 2007, maybe. Yeah. Tea Party, he was on the bus when Joe the Plumber, yes. Mark Block, was with um, Americans for Prosperity. Prosperity. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I just want him to say a couple words because he spoke, and I didn't get to hear him, and I've loved Pastor David for years. So I'm just going to let him say a few things. How's that? That's we were at the, um, we're in Sawmill in Sealy, Wisconsin, which is a very cold area. And he came all the way up here from, like, the Milwaukee area. I came from Wisconsin Rapids. Which is crazy, but we're gonna let him say a few words and say what you'd like. No swearing if we can't. I can edit it if we have to. I can go beep. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Dr. David D. King, and I am your next lieutenant governor for the state of Wisconsin. I just want you to know that it's time to send lions in the office and no more sheeps in office. We need people that's gonna stand up and fight for our children and not only fight for our children, but make sure keep our freedom. Amen. And we have to blame both sides while we fighting for freedom right now, because one side trying to take our freedom and the other side just sitting on the sideline, letting them do it. So we need people in office that's going to stand up for our freedom. My goal is that once I'm the uh, next lieutenant governor, I agitate them to get the DPI race out of the spring, put it in the fall, so that way we can get a strong candidate that will finally get rid of Common Core and CRT once and for all. The second thing is I want to agitate that we will deal with um, giving parents their rights back because parents right now doesn't have their rights. There's there's a law that's called child abuse that is not even to, um, defined the difference between abuse and discipline. So if a parent discipline their child, they child protection agency come in. So we need to give the parents their rights back. It, it should never be where 14 year old, 13 year old girl go to the doctor and the doctor looks at the parent. I mean, not not parent but at the child and ask the child do they want the parent in the room you know it's it got to stop and the only way it's going to stop if we rise up and put people in office that's going to really fight for us i've been fighting for a long time and i'm going to continue to fight i've been fighting from the outside now it's time for me to fight on the inside so if you want your freedom to stay intact and you won't re return the rest of your freedom back to you then i am the candidate for you if you just want to play soft and play nice then you can go ahead but i are saying now we are not asking we're not asking no more can we have our freedom we're not asking no more to get rid of crt we're we're demanding and we're going to take it back and i say amen to that and i've known pastor david for many years so 
I'm just going to say that um, if you totally want to support a man who's a real man, he doesn't care what color you are. He don't care where you come from. He just wants to make sure you're a good person and you're doing the best you possibly can. Right. Amen. And I appreciate that very much. And I appreciate the fact that he came all the way up here because this is like, what, seven hour drive one way. Oh, my gosh. Six hour drive one way. And it is but ugly cold up here. I mean, I came three hours north and it's but ugly cold. So thank you so much for coming up and thank you for talking to me. I appreciate it. All right. Amen. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Recording again, and I'm actually going to sit here and talk to Romain Quinn. I am saying that correctly, right? Yep. Okay, so he was assembly for a while in what ditch district was it? 75th district. That's right, because right yep. by 74th, which is what I ran for. Right. So 75th district, he did a great job. And you were the mayor when you were 19 years old in Rice Lake, which is crazy. Yes, I couldn't believe it. Youngest in the state. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let him take over here. For a minute and tell you a little bit about himself and he's running for senate now for 20, 25th okay i want to make sure i said that right because you know when you're in different districts now yep. so um, i want to make sure that we're aware of that and i do think that this guy is great he's, he's dynamic and i think he'll do a fantastic job we need really good young conservatives that are going to do what we need to do i, I was listening to a lot of t people talking tonight tom tiffany i mean you know you're listening to people and you're going oh my gosh you know uh, it's we've got to have young people take over right. so we can have the the feelings that we have all these people out here we're sitting out here going what is happening to our country what is happening right. what's happening to our state i mean i look at this and i go okay we have assembly and senate in the state which is great but we don't have the governorship so he vetoes everything we put through and right. it's a fight and so we're sick and tired of that so we've got to do something about that Absolutely. so i just want to make sure that you get to say a few words and here you go. Well, thank you, Cheryl. And I know you ran and it's not fun to run all the time. So, so thank you for doing that in the past. So yeah, this little background, I'm from Rice Lake. As you mentioned, I actually ran for city council first when I was still in high school. I used to have to skip my Tuesday night baseball to make my city council meetings and uh, enjoyed that very much. Didn't agree with the mayor at the time on some issues. And I said, what the heck? I ran for council, so I might as well run for mayor, right? So as long as you're 18 and you're not a felon, you can put your name on the ballot. So we ran and we worked hard and we're fortunate to be elected. So I was the youngest mayor in the state of Wisconsin at the time, served my term. And then at that time, our two-year campus was, didn't have any four-year program. So I chose not to rerun, went off to college, came back. Um, and at the time I knew I still wanted to do something in politics, right? I enjoyed serving, getting to know people and figuring out how can government actually work for people. There's nothing more frustrating than being on the outside, seeing people harmed by an issue and not being able to do anything. So at the time, um, always been a Republican my entire life, and our state representative had lost his election by a very narrow margin um, to someone, a Democrat, whose mother had the seat, um, Roger Rivard. Yeah. So lost very close. He was a good friend of mine. So I said, what the heck? I might as well try it, right? So I'm fresh out of college. I move home. I'm a sales for Viking Coca-Cola, so I'd run my route all day. I'd run home. I'd switch clothes, and I'd knock on doors every night until dark. Um, and by gosh, we took a seat that Republicans never held back to back for 42 years, and we won it with 55% of the vote against someone whose mom used to have the seat. So he had the name ID and everything. So it was pretty, pretty awesome. I loved it. Did it for six years. I ran three times. Every time I ran, we increased our margin. Last time I ran, we took almost 63% of the vote in a seat that was a Democrat seat again for, for many years. Yeah. But um, I mean, you just work hard and you knock on doors and you meet people and be honest. 
isn't it amazing? Because when you knock on doors, people don't think knocking on doors really makes a difference. I remember one time, one year, I knocked on 8,600 doors. Jeez. I mean, I wore out three pairs of tennis shoes, you I know, and it. it's hot. Yep. I mean, it's hot. It's not an easy job. But when you knock on doors, people like that. They appreciate that. Yep. I recently just had someone knock on my door who's running for school board. And because the man knocked on my door and I asked him the right questions. Yep. He answered him correctly. <laughs> yep. And so I was like, you know what? He's going to get my vote because he knocked on my door and right. it's cold. It's February. Yeah. I mean, it stinks campaigning now. You know that. I know. It does. So I just am amazed and fascinated by that. And it's all, I, I have a deep respect for someone who commits to right. running because it's not an easy job. Plus being there and serving because right. you know, once you get there, it's still not easy. Right. There's still a lot of stuff you got to go through. It's got to be done professionally when you're on the floor and all this stuff that you got to learn Absolutely. that you go, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding me. This yep. is what it is. <laughs> but you then you look at it and you go, oh, my gosh, this is such a honor to serve the people in that district. Huge. So I really think that um, taking over the position of the past person who's been in that position, who was not in our party, yep. is going to be a huge plus for this state. That's Big been time. something that I have always wanted for this area. I really have. Yep. I that so badly for this area because we deserve it right we really do we fought hard for it we deserve it and i think this year is the year dude so i i absolutely agree and that's i mean what a lot of the work i did in the assembly we'd pass good bills and they'd go to die in the senate even if there were republican bills right didn't matter party and a lot just wouldn't get done and i noticed in our area like you mentioned northern wisconsin really struggled because we never had a senator that had the relationships to get something done so i would have to go to senator petrowski who doesn't represent barron county to author a bill Senator Buley couldn't get it done, right? So, um, her she and I wouldn't do it. There's no, do it. right. And that's why James Bolin ran four years ago. Right. He went to her to write a bill and she said, Go talk to Jerry. And I'm like, Well, it's your district, lady. Do something. So, um, that really kind of irked me. But, you know, life came. Uh, it's amazing with COVID and you're locked down, you get pregnant. So, we have a, a 10 month old son. Good for you. And it, yeah. And it was kind of my time to step back for a little bit. But now I look and I'm like, it's only gotten worse since I've been out, right? So we are at a pivotal point, I think, when we talk about these issues that, you know, if, if the outside forces of the world, and it's overwhelming, right? When you look at the governor's race and they spend millions and, and things like that. But, crazy. but this Senate seat, we are one short from a veto-proof majority in the legislature, which means, God forbid, even if Ebers wins again, we could go around him on a lot of the issues we care about, election integrity to start with. He's vetoed every bill the legislature sent him. So, so I'm excited. People are fired up. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be such a great year that Senator Buley quit because <laughs> she knows we're going to win and we're going to work our butts off. No matter I have who to they say run. I'm thrilled about that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I know you two tangled as well. So, But uh, no, it's about putting people first and it's about time Northern Wisconsin as a state Senate rep that actually shares her values. I totally agree. I think it's wonderful. I'm yep. really glad that you're running and I wish you the very best. I wish I could vote for you. Yeah, no, I wish I, you were still up here, up here too. Here, but, right. You know, I, honestly, I have to say there's things I miss about up here because we have such a community. You know? Sure. People just, we just get, you know, it's just the way we are. Yep. But for, um, for me being where I'm at right now in my life, it's where I'm supposed to be. And doing this sure. is fascinating. It's a different kind of a outlook on what I can do. I can do so much sitting here because I've learned so much through the years right. that I can do this and I can help people right. that are in your position, which is great. Yeah, no, and every everybody can play a part, like I said tonight. Absolutely. doesn't matter what. 
can or can't do. There's a part you can play to make a difference. And I'm going to do as much as I can to help you guys. Appreciate totally. that. Yeah. You bet. So thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. We appreciate it. Anytime. You have a good time. You too. And, and good luck with that 10 <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I'm sitting here now with our congressman, Congressman Tom Tiffany, who used to be a state senator here up in the Northland, which is an awesome, awesome thing to do. And uh, he worked so hard for a mining issue we tried so hard to get through. We did get a bill through, but we never did get the mine up here. And I know there's a lot of people that really uh, were sad about that. But I am so grateful that he has moved on to D.C. and he's doing a fantastic job. And his speech tonight was wonderful. So I wanted him to be able to say a couple words, if he would. And uh, here he is, Tom Tiffany. Hey, Cheryl, it's great to join you tonight here at the Sawyer County Republican Lincoln Day Dinner. Uh, what a great setting here in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. Snow covered, there's snowmobiles, and people are skiing and just enjoying life. And cold as heck. And it is cold, it's but the we're, of Wisconsin. we live in the Northwoods, and, you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, but it is great to be here. And, you know, the thing that we were talking about just prior to this is, you know, uh, we haven't given up on our freedoms here in northern Wisconsin. You know, you think about the lockdowns and shutdowns that have been going on over the last almost two years. And there's so many people that have given up their freedoms, but we didn't in northern Wisconsin. I mean, even back in 2020, people were going up north because they wanted to be here. And we see this all the time where these people who buy into um, government should be able to shut down their lives. What do they end up doing? They go vacation someplace like Florida or northern Wisconsin because they want their freedom. They, While they'll advocate for masking and vaccine mandates and all the rest, at the end of the day, they want freedom too. And we have it up here. And I can tell you, we're defending freedom up here. And it's a great thing. It really is a great thing. And I'm so happy to hear that because it is true. I can remember coming up here, um, you know, during this whole thing because... One of the things that I never did do was I never stopped living. You know, I never stopped living. I wasn't afraid. And I think that was the biggest thing they tried was they threw fear in there. And so there's so many people that are afraid and it divided families. It divided friends. It was such a terrible thing to have happen. And now you see them playing this game, you know, where they wear these masks on TV. And it's like, what are you doing? I mean, our children with masks, it's crazy. Think about the, think about the hypocrisy of Gavin Newsom. Nancy Pelosi, Ocasio-Cortez, they go to Florida, they go to California, places like that, and they take their masks off, but yet, yet they tell everyone else, you've got to wear a mask. It is. All Think about it, though. They held their breath. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it, it truly has been a sham what they tried to foist on the American people, and the American people are seeing through it now. They know... More and more people, as I talk to them, they understand that they've been had through this whole thing. And it's a pleasure. It's great. We got all these good people that have joined us. No, 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 no. It's great. All these good people that joined us for the Lincoln dinner is wonderful to have you here. Hey, how, how was your food? Yeah, so, um, so it's, it's just been... We are going. We are going to go back to getting our freedom, and if there's one group of people that, over the last couple of weeks, that I just want to say thank you to, 
is the Canadian truckers. These are the people that signs went up saying, thank you, essential personnel. Thank you for doing everything you can. And now you've got the prime minister of Canada basically pissing on them. As a result of they don't agree with how he's going about things. He will not brook dis or he will not brook dissent. And that is what's happening with the ruling class. They get to sit behind their computers all day long and they don't do the work that the average person does. And it's being driven home now by people like these truckers because they know without those truckers, the shelves are empty. Their things are gonna grind to a halt. They are the essential people here in North America. I think one of the biggest frustrations for us out here was the fact that um, they were heroes, you know, just like our medical people. They were heroes. They were heroes during COVID. And then now all of a sudden they were, oh, they're heroes. Oh, we were, drew hearts and everything. But now they are now like these people, they're, they're what? They're misogynist, racist, they're everything. And it's so frustrating because they are freedom fighters is what they are. They are our tea party is what they are. They are our tea party. And it's so frustrating to us out here who looks at that and goes, you know, I would go sit in that truck with that guy because he's working his butt off and he's doing the best he can for everyone. And he was a he was he was an essential worker. And now what? So let's be sure we draw the picture real clearly for our listeners out there. These. So you have the prime minister of Canada saying that you have to wear a mask to drive your truck. That trucker is probably in his truck alone. There's no one else with them. And you're saying to them, they have to take these measures to make sure they protect everyone else. There's no one else to protect. It is theater of the absurd. And that's all they're calling out. They're just saying, this makes no sense anymore. And so at the end of the day, cut to the chase. This has been about control. This is our ruling elite saying they want control. And, you know, being here at the Republican Party dinner tonight, let's make it real clear to everyone that if you want to be on the side of the elites, they're with the Democrat Party now. When you look at the tech billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg and all the others, Twitter, Facebook, um, Google, all them, they are on the side of Democrats in Washington, D.C. to take control of your lives. The party of the working person is now the Republican Party. And I am so proud to be a member of the Republican Party as we are very clearly standing up for working class people every single day. One of the things that fascinates me is the fact that um, listening to my body, my choice, I love that. My body, my choice, until it becomes a vaccine <laughs> that maybe some people don't want to put in their body, but it's not me, your body, my choice. Let me give you another one. Please. In regards to, um, I'm trying to remember the example that I was going to give you here. Um, go ahead. Well, that whole that whole my body, my choice has frustrated the crap out of me because I know a lot of people that really and truly family members, family members, they didn't see each other for years, Tom. I knew what I was going to say, Cheryl. It was in regards to elections. So, they, you know, we always hear people say that um, we should support the public educational system. And I support public education. I, I went through too. public education. My daughters all went through public education. Mm -hmm. But they will say to you now that um, uh, 
there was nothing wrong with Mark Zuckerberg putting money into our elections. They basically privatized our elections. If you support what Mark Zuckerberg did in 2020, then you probably should support privatizing education also, because that's what happened. We basically privatized our elections, as we saw with a uh, operative that came from New York City to Green Bay, who had three of the four keys to the central count. So if you're going to be consistent about you don't believe that there should be um, private education, then you shouldn't believe in private elections either which there shouldn't be. I mean, we elect our local clerks for a reason. We have that system in place for a reason so that it's run by our local clerks. In the case of Green Bay, they usurped that. The mayor of Green Bay broke the law, bringing a private operative into running that election in Green Bay. And we need to fix that stuff as we go into the 2022 election so everybody can have confidence in our elections. I totally agree. And the other thing that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was this whole, um, like you, we talked a little bit about the truckers, but the BLM thing that went on, all the riots that happened, and how frustrating that was for like American people to watch people's cities be burnt down. I mean, we even had it here in Wisconsin, in Kenosha. I know it's not your district, but I know you care about Wisconsin and the people in Wisconsin. And we were so frustrated and so hurt. I was traumatized to see business owners crying on TV because they lost everything in a, in like a, a, an hour. I mean, and and then that whole the whole thing has been a traumatizing effect. And the whole Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't want to get into all that, but I do want to you to to respond to that about all the fires and, and and how the BLM movement worked. And now I know they're being investigated for having sixty million dollars. And I do think it's it's frustrating for American people. Everybody, everyone cares about Black lives. Okay. All of us do. We care about every life. But what fascinates me is to see that happening and to witness what's happened in those neighborhoods. And most of those people now don't even have a Walgreens to go to. And it's very frustrating. So I know you know on a national level what's going on, and we'd like to hear that. Yeah, there's no doubt that the, the riots, um, and it has to stop. And by the way, there were numerous speakers here tonight in Sawyer County, rural northern Wisconsin, who are African-American. They came here because they understand America is under threat, and they're running for office as Republicans. They know we are the party that will that wants to fund the police, not defund the police, that stands on the side of victims rather than the perpetrators of crime. The riots that we had in 2020 should never happen again. And the same people, Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, AOC, and others, they stood with the rioters in 2020. They're the same people that are denying people the ability. They're saying, you got to wear a mask. You have to get vaccinated. They're the ones taking people's freedom away. Yet they stood with the rioters. It is just wrong what they're doing. And it's evident the American people have to make a decision here in 2022. Do you want your country back or not? Because if we continue in the direction that we are with the leadership that we have with Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, people like that, if we continue in that direction, Tony Evers, 
Josh called the attorney general who wouldn't do anything about the riots. He didn't do, he did not lift a finger in the riots. And if those people stay in power, America is going to go by the, the America that we knew that we, that we believe in, it is going to go by the wayside. I totally agree. I think it's very frustrating. And I thought it was very un unbelievable. I mean, I, I'd like to maybe pick your brain a little bit too about the Ukraine situation. Cause we're all kind of sitting here going Afghanistan happened. Tom, I served in the Navy. I was appalled, appalled to see what happened. And then we really don't know how many people are over there. And we don't know how many people, I just saw something the other day that a man just received his visa, his state visa, and he was killed like two days before that. I thought my heart was gonna drop because it angers me to no end. I saw 13 young people lose their lives. 13 people lose their lives because of a stupid decision. And you closed in a base before you got people out of a country. And now we're sitting here going, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen in Ukraine? All of us are worried about that. We really are. As you should be. So earlier this week, President Biden said that there will be consequences if Russia invades the Ukraine. We will not allow the Nord Stream pipeline to be opened to Germany. And, and I agree with President Biden in regards to that. He sh th that is the correct course of action. But it's so too late. I mean, think about the first actions of President Biden on January 20th of 2021. He shut down the Keystone Pipeline. If people want to know why Russia is emboldened to go onto the doorstep of the Ukraine and take them over, it started right there because that was a clear message that America was going to be weak. We were not going to be energy independent like we have been under President Trump. And then when you fast forward to Afghanistan and what happened there, and it showed American weakness unlike anything we've seen since the Vietnam War. It showed that America is weak. And you wonder why Kim Jong-un of North Korea, President Xi of China, the Iranians, and now uh, Putin at the doorstep of the Ukraine, you wonder why they're emboldened? It's because America is, per America is perceived as weak under Joe Biden. We have, our most effective presidents have projected peace through strength. And that's what the previous administration did. And that's all by the wayside now. And we can only pray for the people in the Ukraine that nothing bad happens here because America is doing, President Biden is doing nothing to be of assistance to the Ukrainian people at this point. And it's really sad to see. This is how really bad things happen around the world. I mean, for those that are students of history, we saw it with Chamberlain. We saw it um, prior to World War I. When you have a weak America, bad things happen. And it's unfortunate because the Biden administration is populated with people who do not believe in an exceptional America. They don't believe in peace through strength. And we're suffering the consequences of it. Okay, so I know that... Um, <laughs> Uh, that Congressman Tiffany has to probably head out here soon. But I wanted to ask him one more thing that's really important to us. Inflation. We're all going, okay, we went, my husband and I, we went just recently to Aldi. Okay, now I've started doing my grocery shopping at Aldi because you can afford it to some degree. Got checked out. Okay, checked out. And the woman, as she's checking us out, they're very fast. And she goes, oh, okay, $164.94 for $94 worth of groceries. 
So she said to us, $164.94 uh, for $94 worth of groceries. And that is so true. And it's so frustrating. And it, we, we kind of chuckled. We were both like, oh, my gosh. And she goes, hey, I've worked here a long time. I know these prices. It should not be like this. And she goes, you know, people are suffering. And she was telling us about families. I mean, my husband and I are fine, you know, right now. But, you know, my electric bill, my gas bill, my gas bill tripled, Tom, tripled. And I keep thermostat at 66 because I'm a Wisconsinite, you know. So my poor husband has to turn the fireplace on once in a while. So it's one of those things. But here's the thing. We have families, literally families, and you know this, you have a family, but we are suffering. We really are. And we go, we keep seeing this, you know, we keep seeing this and we keep going, is it going to get better? And we don't see that. And then to hear the president talk, I mean, I saw a little bit of a, a speech he gave. I, I guess he's in an interview here soon with Mr. Holt before the Super Bowl. And for him to say things like, you know, inflation, he doesn't, it's like, does he, does he not understand the American people? Does he not understand what it costs me to fill my gas tank now? I mean, come on. Joe Biden has been in politics the last 50 years. He does not relate to the American people because if he did, he would have stopped doing what he did a long time ago. We are fortunate that the Build Back Better program did not get enacted into law because that would have been another $5 trillion in spending. It was about a year ago when they passed the so-called American Recovery Plan. What happened? I just think about me, my friends and neighbors in northern Wisconsin. A lot of us burn propane because we don't have natural gas lines. to it. I paid $0.80 cents a gallon for propane in August of 2020. One year later, August of 2021, I paid $1.50 along with my neighbors. That is part of what is true. So President Biden's first actions, shutting down the Keystone Pipeline and saying we are no longer going to be energy independent. That was one step in making us in those inflationary pressures going up. Then spending all that money, $2 trillion, that is all, almost all debt, that is driving inflation also. And then all the shutdowns and lockdowns that have been going across the country, primarily in blue states, California, places like that, that is what is driving this inflation. And the American people, they really have a simple choice at this point. If you want to continue this manic control over your lives, if you want to continue having inflation as we're seeing it, if you want to see a weak America, then you're going to stick with Joe Biden and the Democrats. But the national Democrats. But I just know that there's a lot of common sense Democrats out there that you got to come over to our side at this point if you want to stop this. We understand you don't agree with us on this stuff 100%, but if you stay with the liberal elite that are governing our country at this point in Washington, D.C., it's going to be more pain for the American people. We're going to lose sure. We're going to lose America. Cheryl, thank you so much for having me on tonight. It is great to talk to you again. I hope you're doing well. I am doing fabulous, and it looks like you are, and I hope your family's doing really well. And I am so grateful that you stopped and talked to us for a little while. Thanks, Thanks so Tom. Much, Cheryl. Yeah, I wish you the best and keep fighting for us, all right? You can count on it. I know. I can count on it. So thank you so much. People, uh, Tom Tiffany, and he did a fantastic job. I'm so grateful that he stopped and talked to us. And he's our congressman, uh, 7th Congressional District. He does a fabulous job. He fights for the American people, and he's done that for a long time. And I am grateful to say 
He's someone who I've known for a long time. He served in the state Senate in the state of Wisconsin, and he did a great job fighting here, and now he's doing a fantastic job fighting for us in Congress. So make sure that you send him a little text or a little um, email and tell him thank you for fighting for us. All right. Well, hey, you know, it is. Uh, all right. Okay, folks, I'm sitting here tonight. Um, I'm sitting with Will Martin, and he's running for lieutenant governor in the state of Wisconsin. And we all know that um, our state politics and the people running are very important to us. And we need to make sure that we can keep our taxes down and we can make sure that our school districts are run properly because we're sick and tired of some of the stuff that's been going on. So I'm going to let uh, Mr. Martin here talk and I am going to ask him questions if I see something fit or he talks about something that I want to ask. I do know that um, one of the things that I do want to talk about is CRT in the state and uh, I think it's very important for parents because parents are coming forward at school board. I know I've seen some of them on TV even down like in Waukesha and some of the other areas where they have really and you know what gets me is like um, when we hear people um, stand up as school board members. I, I can't even believe I served on the school board. Okay. Two terms. And I can't believe school board members are questioning parents and dragging them out with, because they didn't have a mask on. And I mean, it's craziness right now. We're not, um, we're not terrible people. We really want what's right for our children. That's the most important thing really and truly is the children because they are the next people that are going to run for Lieutenant governor and they're the next people that are going to sit and do a podcast. So it's really a good thing. So I want you to say what you really think and what you believe and maybe some of the, the points that you really touch on. I mean, I know you probably have points about taxes and things like that. We all believe, you know, I mean, I don't have a problem. Here's the thing. I don't have a problem paying my taxes. Okay. I mean, I don't wish they were a lot less. I do have a problem with school districts asking for referendums constantly, constantly when they're not educating our students properly. If your grade level, I mean, schools right now, I feel so bad for children. I just do. And my heart goes out. My son, at least, is out of school. Thank goodness. But it's one of those things where you just, like, your heart bleeds because families are struggling. Inflation. We're struggling with so much right now. And then to think about your school. I mean, you don't want your child coming home being so upset and depressed and all the things that are going on. It's just a tough crowd right now. And we really need strong people to stand up for us, the people. So I am going to now let you take over and a few words. How's that? And it's nice meeting you. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to, to be here on your show. I really appreciate it. And I have just had such a warm reception in, in the area. And this has been just tremendous. So I'm Will Martin. I'm running for lieutenant governor. I'm running because I really believe that people can spend their money and make decisions for themselves better than the government can for them. Um, I think the fundamental issue, whether you're talking about the school board or you're talking about state government, is we have gotten this flipped. Somehow we've allowed these professionals to decide for us what is best rather than really understanding they work for us, not the other way around. You know, state constitution begins by talking about it provides, the people provide the rights uh, and 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 the people provide the ability for the government to actually implement on their behalf, not so not to words, regulate them. Absolutely. <laughs>
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's true all up and down the, the line, right? So so this is where I think we've just fundamentally missed what we're, what's going on. We, we've somehow gotten it confused that the professionals are in charge. So I think the reason you see so many families standing up today is because they're beginning to understand that this professional class is, is oftentimes leading us astray. So that's one of the reasons why I, you know, as a someone who has run a business for 20 years, I've paid my federal, state, and local taxes. I, ha I don't have any children, and I'm happy to pay the taxes because we have got to make sure we have a quality workforce. And the best way to do that is to have a strong educational system. We got to get back to reading, writing, and arithmetic. Um, and really make sure that we're focused on getting people the critical skills for the next generation as well. So I'm, I really believe, and God bless you that you're, you're, you are, you exemplify what is great about Wisconsin. That people don't mind paying their taxes if what they're getting is going to benefit their children, their grandchildren, their neighbors. What we're seeing today is so much waste, and that is, I think, what people are really reacting to. So when we spend like, let's say $10,000 per student and we're not getting, I, I look at even like the inner city schools, it frustrates me because I do believe this COVID thing has done a lot of families in, and especially inner city children who we say, oh, we're trying to help them. We're trying to help them. That's who I hear elitists say they're trying to help. But I'm going to tell you right now, I think we have let them down more than anyone else in the world. And it bothers me. And I don't care what color anybody is. I'm saying that children need our help with education and we've got to fix that school choice a parent a parent i don't care if you're in a poor neighborhood or not i was raised in a poor neighborhood okay a parent needs to be able to pick you want to go to a catholic school a private school you want to go to a school choice you need to be able to pick so i don't know if it vouchers the money needs to follow the kid totally the parents need to do that and so i think that's really important to parents out here too so i need you to kind of address address that because it is an important issue in our state. Um, school choice, you know, and right now, Tony Evers is not a supporter of that. He is a supporter of school um, and, and unions, teachers unions, totally. There's a good reason why Tony Evers is so supportive of it is because that school paid for every other election for the man. So, I, you know, at least give him, at least give him credit for being loyal to the people that put him in, right? Because he's continually kowtowed to the unions. I would tell you two things that I think would make a tremendous difference. One is universal parental choice. Every parent being allowed to make a decision, not for their households alone, but for every individual child in their household to determine what's the best school for them. So that's one. The second is we really need to stop electing uh, the DPI superintendent separately. We, we keep talking to the, you know, we wanna have the governor uh, determine the direction of the state. And that's what we are electing a governor a governor, and then a lieutenant governor for, is to make sure we're aligning with the direction we truly want the state to go in. Well, we elect the DPI superintendent in April, right? And so because it's separated, the unions have so much more control over a low voter turnover race. I want to make that a cabinet position and remove it from being an elected position, make it a cabinet position and make the governor accountable to making sure that it's all aligned. Fascinating point. I've never heard that before. And I can tell you this right now. I was shocked when Tony Evers won because he ruined DPI for years. He was a state superintendent. People don't understand how important that issue, that that job really is. And to have it be a cabinet position, wow, what a really good idea. 
that's a good idea. And that kind of strikes me. Okay. So that's something that strikes me who's been involved in this kind of stuff for a long time. So it's good to hear you say that. So thank you. So I'll just say that the reason I really believe that that's the right move is you can hold the governor accountable for it. And furthermore, the governor then can hold the secretary um, accountable. And if the person gets out of line or we're not really reflecting the values, you can fire that secretary and make the change. Absolutely. This is the best way for you to be able to have control over the leadership. And I'll tell you right now, um, you know, we talked about the, the, the taxes. Well, I really believe you're paying too much. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and I'll tell you why. Because we've got five agencies that are doing economic development, and yet Northland, the, the Northwoods don't see people coming up here to help with economic development. We have three agencies in state government that are working on workforce development, and yet you don't see people coming up here to help you with it. We have three more that are working on housing development, and yet you don't see them coming up here and helping you. I know we're out in the middle of nowhere, but trying to get the internet hooked up. It's very important for broadband to be up here because businesses have to run and they have to know that they have that support. You can't just go, oh, you know, we're not doing dial up anymore. You know, it's very important for businesses. You've got to have fast internet so you can get to people. And I've witnessed that many times. There's places you can drive up here. I don't know how much you've been in the Northland, but there's places you can drive in the Northland and there's no service. And you go, you know, you're talking to somebody and all of a sudden click, <laughs> where'd you go? And it's very frustrating. And then you call them back, you know, and they're like, oh, what happened? Oh, well, I dropped the phone. You know, well, I couldn't call you back for 45 minutes because I'm in a dead zone. What do you mean a dead zone? Because they're from Madison. So this is something really important that is very important to businesses here. So, so let me just tell you that I have spent the last, um, I spent 10 years working for Tommy Thompson um, and for Governor Walker split up, right, over the time. But, but really, I focus on housing, economic, and workforce development. Why? Because the young people who are in those school districts you're talking about, that is the source for our workforce. And if we aren't making sure that they not only get academic, but they should be getting vocational training as well, because not everybody's going to college. And, and even if you are going to college, maybe you're going to a two-year college where you should be getting vocational credit immediately while you're still in high school. We've got businesses that can't expand in Wisconsin because they can't get enough people. We should be making sure that every young person is exposed. Additionally, you know, when all this pandemic happened, people said, oh, they can just do school over, over the internet. Well, you, that's great if you're in a place that has it, but it's a travesty. And actually, it's against the state constitution, which guarantees every child should get a quality education. It is against our state constitution that we actually moved to online and did not provide the resources to ensure that every child... Then you think about, well, what is the future of the economy of the North Woods? Things like you got tele, uh, telemedicine um, uh, that is working across the country. Why aren't we making sure? Why isn't the state helping seed more telehealth uh, uh, companies in, in the North Woods? Why aren't we making sure that more call centers are based in the North Woods? Why aren't we making sure that we grew the state government in three years since, since Scott Walker left by $10 billion? Okay, by $10 billion, and yet you can't find it having an impact in the North Woods. These are all the ways that I think it's unjust that we are taxing people without ensuring that they are getting the benefit of that taxation. And that's just a, a, a small sample of where I think it is wrong that the North Woods is not getting the kind of representation. Um, at the state I'm just going to say this real fast because 
I, I lived in the Northwoods for over 20 years. We never got it. We never got it. We were always treated as though we were another, uh, basically another state. We used to say that all the time. Any, and, you know, it would, I would talk to people down in the South, and I would belong to many different business, small business, WMC. I was down there a lot. And I was down there talking to people, and I was like, um, you know, it was very frustrating because you would say things like, um, you know, yeah, we're up in Hayward. What? Oh, anything north of, of Eau Claire, they didn't even know existed. And we are, I know we're geographically spread out, but we are good people, good working, hard working people. And there are blue dog Democrats that are not blue dog Democrats anymore. There were people in that room tonight that I've never seen before, and I've been involved for a long time. So I know for a fact that there was a lot of people here that came to listen and to find out what's going on and what we're doing. And one of the most fascinating things was listening tonight to people talking and hearing people. I mean, they, I was listening because I do that. That's what I do. And listening to them saying really good things about the people that are running. It's going to be hard to choose because there's so many good people. I think that is awesome because you never had people stand up for school board or city council or nothing and now we're having these people stand up for our state and i think it's fascinating and i think it's wonderful and i do appreciate the fact that you're doing that because i know how hard it is i don't know where you're from but i do know that it's very difficult to drive all the way up here and it's cold as you know what up here and so we all kind of go you know, we know it's cold here so we live here and you know you saw the people come in here snowmobilers and everything else we had people literally walk over here tonight when I was I was doing the registration desk people walked over here tonight and wanted to know can they get in there tonight you know they wanted to know information can you give me information and that's what we're seeing more and more of people are coming around going I want to know what's going on not that maybe that they're necessarily Republican but that they're people that want to know and they want to learn what we're saying because they believe in what we're doing they believe in freedom they do they believe in us we are free and we are working class people. We're fighting hard. Inflation's killing us. You know, it's just killing us. I was talking to Congressman Tiffany, talking to him about that a little bit and just saying, we went to Aldi's, my, my husband and I, and the girl checking us out, woman, she's fast, fast, fast. You know, they're very fast. And she's like, um, she's like, hey, you know, $164.94 to my husband. And she goes, for $94 worth of groceries. Amen. Because that's exactly. And we started laughing a little bit. Now we're okay. You know, but there are families, she told us, she said, there are families struggling that they have to put things back because they can't get it. And I was, my heart is broken. And we have to do something about that. And I know that statewide, you can't do a lot about that, but you can help. I mean, you can, you can, there are things you can do, but your arms are tied a little bit, but you can work with the federal government to do it. So you said so much that I'm just jumping about, right? So no, no, this is great. So first of all, I believe Wisconsin is 54,000 square miles. It is not Madison and Milwaukee, right? So every every part of Wisconsin matters to me. Secondly, I have driven 45,000 miles um, to over 100 municipalities on behalf of Governor Walker um, prior in the last administration. And I, yes, yeah. So yes, so I made yes. Yeah, so I actually have come around. So this is this is not my first rodeo. I've been up here, and I believe in the Northwoods. So I really, so so I would just tell you, I think, um, you know, one, it's got to be one state because we can't act as if a Madison, Milwaukee are the state. Okay. Secondly, I really believe we got to make, we're making investments um, so that we're doing, we're making sure that your children and grandchildren are ready to compete globally. 
Um, and and they should they should get the same level of education, the same opportunity as anybody else in any other part of the state. The third thing is there is something we can do about inflation. When you pay for gas, part of it is your gas tax. Okay, the state of Wisconsin could do something about that. When you pay your property taxes, well, state of Wisconsin is part of that. When you are paying your income tax, the state of Wisconsin is definitely that. So I'm looking at the fact that we've got too much. And one of the things I continue to say is we need to wring out bureaucratic redundancy, right-size state government, and reduce your taxes. If we do that, the same family that can't afford food today would be able to afford it if we weren't taking so much of their money. And so I fundamentally believe we got to shrink the size of state government so you can have more of your money back. And I believe you can spend it better than the government can, as Ronald Reagan believed as well. I totally agree with that. And I'm going to say thank you, because I do remember you now that you said that when you said Governor Walker, I remember you coming up here for maybe workforce development. Maybe we had the Economical Development Center or something. I remember that. And I was always like fascinated because that's a tough job, you know, and workforce and workforce development up here. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things to do up here and we have a lot of logging and we, you know, so, so, well, I don't know why, because there's a lot of people that want to live up here. Okay. Lots of people. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Fascinating cost of living right now. Right now though, I think houses are a little bit high because everybody's moving out of the cities. <laughs> They're looking for a good place to go, and this is it. So I just want to say thank you so much, and thank you, honestly, thank you for running because I think it's one of the one of the most honorable things, but one of the toughest things to do. So thank you so much, and I wish you the best of luck. And I'll let you say the last word. All right. God bless you, and God bless the greatest state in the greatest nation. Absolutely. People, that was Will Martin. He's running for lieutenant governor, and I am grateful that he stopped by to talk to us, and he came to Sawyer County Republican Party's Lincoln Day dinner, and he did a fabulous job. So please make sure you look him up. Check him out. So we are still sitting here now, and now I'm going to talk like with um, Jim Miller, who I've known for many, many years, and he is the chair of the 7th Congressional District, and um, he's helped Tom Tiffany out, uh, Congressman Tiffany, who's done a fantastic job. And I'm going to let Jim talk a little bit about what the caucus is coming up and what's going on and where it's at, and maybe fill you in on some details that he knows that I don't, and I like hearing that. Thanks, Cheryl. Yeah, so right now we're in, kind of in the heart of the early political season uh, leading up to November. So every county, every county caucus, every county is going to have their uh, county caucus where they select their delegates. These are people that will represent their county membership at both the district level and the uh, the state level, the state convention, which will be in May down in Middleton. Um, so the candidates are all hitting the, the circuit today. There's uh, four or five Lincoln Day dinners like the one that we're at here tonight uh, around the state. Uh, so the candidates are basically honing their stump speech. They're meeting with uh, potential delegates. Um, some of them are kind of seeking that cherished endorsement at the state convention. Um, they're out there looking for supporters, both for votes and, and for financial support as well. Um, so it's a really good, it's it, the beautiful thing about, I would say, Lincoln Day dinners and caucuses is it's a great opportunity for the, the grassroots people to ask pointed questions um, with the candidates. Um, a lot of time we, we, we get our 
information about candidates through the lens of the television or the media because statewide really they have to run a lot of ads an opportunity for a candidate to to kind of corner be cornered by just the average person and they'll grill them on all kinds of important issues and, and the candidates really have to be prepped and on their toes um to pass this test to move on and don't you think that's really important for people to ask those questions and to be able to actually talk face to face with the candidate so they can really get that information because it is hard. People don't get that chance usually. And when you send an email, it's not as personable as getting face to face and asking a congressman, somebody who's in Washington, D.C., dealing with Nancy Pelosi and everyone else to really tell you what's going on and how to deal with that and and to be able to ask him um, anything. I mean, I talked to, to Congressman Tiffany about inflation and a lot about um, what's going on with Ukraine. I mean, how many times do you get to ask that when you're, you know, and you only get to do it when they're here at a, at like a, a Republican party event or some event that you can catch them at. And a lot of times you can't. So this is great. Yeah. And that's, that's a big value of party and the party system as well, is that the average person can come to an event like this, have that one-on-one -on -one with the candidate. Um, the candidates are also going to, they're going to go to trade associations. They're going to go to builders associations or the whatever other professional association and, and court their, that voting block as well. But not everybody has that type of trade association that they're associated with, um, but they can be associated with the, with, you know, their, their local political party and get that one-on-one -on -one time with the candidate as well. Um, it's beneficial both for us as the person making that decision of who we want to vote for, but it's also really helps the candidates to, to hone their message as well and, and get that feedback and to make sure that they're on message. Cause if they're not well received at an event like this, they're not going to get through a primary. Yeah, sometimes when they're playing here, they're playing to our crowd, you know, they're playing to the crowd. So it's really easier for them and it makes it a little bit simpler, but it also holds them their feet to the fire that we can ask those tough questions and you can get those tough answers, which I think is really good. When they do their stump speech, like you said, the stump speech, it's great to hear it. And it's usually something where it's positive and they talk about many different issues. But sometimes getting face to face where you can personally ask them a question is really important. And you know as well as I do that that makes a, a lot of a difference between a candidate. I mean, you can talk to three different candidates running for something, the same position, and it can give you three different takes on exactly what you want. And you can make your final decision. You can go, wow, you know, this guy really hit me and this guy didn't or this woman did or this one didn't. And it kind of helps you out. And I think when you're facing them, it makes a big difference. And then when you've got them right here, and a lot of times we can't get people up here to the Northwoods. So it's really quite the... Um, interesting fact that we can and how wonderful it was this was a great group tonight i'm really impressed yeah well and there's there's been a lot of talk about the value of endorsement i'm i'm very much in favor of county parties endorsing because if we didn't have that endorsement process and we didn't have delegates to court uh the fact of the matter is a lot of the a lot of the the, the candidates would not come up north in the first place they're up here because they are some delegates and they need those delegates support to get the endorsement so they're they're hitting multiple events today all throughout the Northland, and they'll be back again. Because um, the fact of the matter is, in any community, you know, the, the, the majority of the population is in the metro area in southeast Wisconsin. If you look in Sawyer County, for instance, you know, the, the bulk of the population is in Hayward. Um, and, and winter often feels like they're overlooked as well. Um, we really need to be able to draw those candidates out so that they get to all parts of either their district or the state and, and hit constituents everywhere. And so that's what a, 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 an event like this is really beneficial for.
And don't you think this year is really important because I think I'm seeing um, many more people coming out of their shells and, and people that are not necessarily just like hardcore Republican people. These are people that are looking for someone to vote for that has their values, but not necessarily maybe the same party that they are. Because I've ran across many people that have never voted the way I have voted, and they're so discouraged and frustrated right now. I mean, when you see the president has like a 20%, you know, it's kind of like you go, wow, I can't even believe he has 20%, but that's just my personal opinion. But when you look at the group, and I saw such a, a diverse group here, many different ages, I was really surprised to see so many young people and many different people, and I think that's really fascinating for us too as a party, and I think it's really a good thing for the candidates that were here. So can hit so many people. And then you think about it. When you have a room full maybe of 80 people, those 80 people are going to tell 10 people each. So that reaches out to 800 people. And in the Northland, that's a lot, you know, and then those people reach out. And so I think it's really a good thing. And I think that um, having people that work so hard, and I know you've worked very hard over the years, and I know it's very difficult because I've been there too, and it's just tough. And I know being the chair of 7th Congressional District has to be a very difficult, you have to balance it and it's not an easy job. Yeah, and we, and we really are a big party. And that's part of the challenge, even being a district chair. Is, I mean, you may have your, uh, you have some Patriot groups now, it used to be the Tea Party groups out there. You've got your more Chamber of Commerce type. Um, you, you have even evangelicals, people that are you know, pro-business. So there's a lot of a lot of people with varying uh, uh, interests that generally support freedom as well. But we're kind of tied together by, by some similar bond that we are in favor of limited government and pro-freedom. Um, and so it's a matter of, of sorting through the, the, the minor differences and the disagreements, uh, which can be challenging sometimes. Uh, and we even see that with the candidates that we're here today. We have you know multiple candidates running for lieutenant governor, two, two candidates for, for governor. I think there's actually five now in the race for governor. Um, and so they're going to be able to come here and talk about some of their subtle differences. Um, but at the end, uh, end of the day, we, we hope that they can unite to be to support less government and and more freedom and liberty because that's kind of the, the, the bedrock of what we're all about. I totally agree and I think it's um a, a great opportunity for people to get out and it's wonderful to see so many people come out in something like this because it's not it's not warm here it's cold and so you know of course we're used to it up here but to have candidates come from Milwaukee when I was talking to a couple of them they were just like holy cow how do you guys do this and it's like well we're used to it but you know it is it makes a difference to see um, people come out and to be able to uh, get together. And and I saw lots of people clap for every candidate. It was good because sometimes you don't see that. And like you said, you know, there are there are things within our own party, but it's every party. And, and when you look at that, I mean, you look at that and it's OK. I mean, when it comes down to it, we do pick the person that we think is going to be able to do the job the best we possibly can. And I think the most important thing is that, you know, we've seen so much happen over the last few years seen families divide we've seen and it's been such a tragic thing to sit back and witness and you know vaccine vaccinated get vaccinated get boosted get mask wear mask all these things that have been all around us and that how many families have struggled through that and then to see now that the uh it's coming around where science really is coming out but also to see that the people are really looking deep to see who they really want as a candidate to, to really represent them. And it's very difficult because I do believe wholeheartedly 
part of this whole COVID thing has been something that has opened people's eyes. Uh, CRT in schools, all these things that have opened parents' eyes and opened people's eyes. And I think it's so important that we fight for that. And we, we really believe in freedom. That's one of the things I would say probably out of anything, freedom is my most important issue when it comes down to it. And that I believe in making sure that we have the conservative values because I am a conservative. Um, but I also believe that um, it is tough. I mean, your position is tough because you have to be, you know, you have to be um, genuine and kind to people, but you also have to be able to say, hey, this is the direction that, you know, we are and we have to do that. And I think I, I'm sure that, that the COVID thing had to have something to do with this whole thing with you too and the whole party and all of it. Yeah. Well, I, and the big wake up call really is when our, when our freedoms are under assault. And we've seen that obviously with the, with the pandemic and the, the overstep of the, the Biden administration, the Evers administration as well. And that's probably why we're having such record turnout turnouts at all these events. And people are interested because they're, you know, they're, they're in this corner. They've been pushed into this corner by an overbearing government and they're going to swing and they're going to swing their way out of the corner. And hopefully they, you know, they, they flood the, the polls, uh, both in April for local races and in November and, and, and take some of it back. Um, I would say things from the district level as well. Part of the job that I'm trying to trying to do is, is teach people about the value of the process and the system of a political party. And it would go the same as a Democrats or Republican party or any other political party, because it is a good tool. And we have a, a system in place to bring in all these people from different ideas to try to try to get them to work together. We're not monolithic. It really, it really is not a top down organization. It's a bottom up organization. It starts with people joining their local party, paying their membership dues, becoming a delegate, becoming a volunteer, running for local office at the local level. Um, it, it, we, don't, we don't take marching orders from the top down. We really, we, we, we draft resolutions, we bring those forward. We work with our legislators to hopefully pass good bills. Um, and we, we try to support the candidates that best we can. Um, we have the spring, spring races are coming up as well. And so there's been a lot more focus now, I think, more than I've ever seen before on local races. Um, everyone basically knows who Joe Biden is. They know Tony Evers, they, they watch TV and they, they, they absorb this stuff. But how many people actually know who their county board rep is? How many people know who their school board rep is? Right, no, right now, if you're under some sort of a mandate or your, your kids are locked down, it's not, it's not Tony Evers and it's not Joe Biden doing that. It's your local school board. Um, so you have to know who those people are. You have to hold them accountable. You have to go in a respectful way, ask pointed questions um, to earn their respect, build that relationship with, with your local elected officials so that you can make the change. And we've seen that, um, particularly in Hayward School District, I'm quite proud of what Hayward School District's done, but other districts as well, we've we've been able to work through some of these problems and in, 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 in lockdowns. And the administration is getting, they're getting pressured from the outside, they're from from the, the health departments or from the state, um, sometimes with mandates that are associated or funding that's associated, we have to stand up and say, listen, you need to do the right thing. You need to stand for freedom. You need, our, you need to get our kids back in school. We don't need our kids masked up. Um, some of these rules, they're not one size fits all. They really aren't. Um, and, and that starts at the local level. Uh, I can't underemphasize that as enough. The, the local races matter almost as much as some of the, the, the high profile races. I totally agree with that. I do think that um, local races are extremely important and you need to be able to talk to your local uh, people running too. And you need to ask them questions, ask them. I had a gentleman knock on my door just the other day and he was running for school board in the area that I live in. And you know, he's out in the middle of February, which is cold. 
And I gave him credit for that. But then I started asking him questions. I asked him questions and the questions that I asked were pertinent and he answered my questions and he answered them the way that I wanted them answered. And I told him at the end, I said, well, ask me what you want. And he didn't know what to, you know, what, what, you know, I said, ask me what you want. What do you want from me? And then eventually, you know, I said, you have to ask for my vote. You have to ask for it, you know, and he did. And then I was like, you know, and I was smiling and it was very nice. It was a good conversation because he really did talk about why he's running. And that's so important because, you know, you've got to really want to do it. I mean, I served two terms on the school board. It's not fun. You know that when you work locally and I know you've served on the city council, it is not an easy job. You get calls about all kinds of things, you know, dog pooped in my yard. I, I, who knows? But you have to deal with that. And people really just want you to care. That's all. And then when you're running locally, but this gentleman was so good and he did such a good job. And then he said, you know, um, I really do want your vote. And I said, well, you know what, right now, you got my vote because you knocked on the door. You were the only one. And I was telling a couple candidates tonight, I was telling Roman, Roman uh, Quinn, and I said, you know, people do pay attention to that. I mean, I remember knocking on doors and it's not easy. It's a hard job because people slam the door in your face. People tell you get off their land, whatever. But you, when you do that, you're connecting with people in your community. And it's so important to do that. So I do thank you for everything that you've done. Definitely. I know you've worked hard and being the chair of seventh congressional district, what, 26 counties or 20. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very difficult job. You got there's a, and 26 counties in Northern Wisconsin is a lot of driving. It's a lot of work and keeping those people, all those 26 counties too, keeping them on this, this path where you want to get them to, you know, this path where we all have to be on the same team, but it's a very difficult job to do. So I understand that. And I totally respect the fact that you've done and you've done a good job, and I appreciate that. So thank you so much, and I'm really grateful that you took the time to talk to me, and I hope that, you know, you can say a couple more words, and if there's something that you want to, you know, emphasize, please do. I know that, you know, that inflation, I was talking to Congressman Tiffany about this, inflation is really hitting families, and locally it has to be really hard, because I know the social economical development here in, in this northern area is very tough, and I know that because I lived here for so many years, so it's a really difficult spot to be in for people, and I really do care about that. I care about that in all the cities. I mean, I was talking to, when I was talking to one of the Lieutenant Governor uh, people running and we were talking about inner city, you know, how hard that is. And children being on Zoom calls for school, you know, the, the, the teachers union say they care about those kids. Well, those are the kids that are gonna fall through the cracks more than anybody else. And you and I both know that. And so it's very difficult. So this inflation thing, all of this stuff has really affected people and it's really pushed them towards, they're looking for people run. They're looking for people to run and they're looking for people to stand up for freedom and their beliefs. Yeah. yeah. Again, and again, I, I'm, I'm really big on citizen involvement, no matter what it is. I mean, I, I just, I got stuck on another board um, of all things, uh, the health curriculum for our school. Um, it's a volunteer position. They needed people to step up. Um, people don't think of all that. There's various committees at all sorts of level opportunities for people to serve. Um, and oftentimes I think the barrier for a lot of people is they don't good at public speaking. They don't want to go up there and give a stump speech in front of a big group of people. You don't need to be that kind of person to be involved. Um, we want level-headed people. Generally, we want the most, my mantra is we want the most conservative person that can win as well. You have to, you have to run on a platform that's going to be electable um, and resonate with your constituents when you're out there. And so that's when we do recruiting, that's what we look for. Ideally, um, there's, there's always a spot for somebody to step up and serve, um, no matter if it's a committee or volunteering or whatever, whatever your talent is, um, 
yes, within the party or or the city or or we have over 100 non-for-profit organizations in our county. Uh, a lot of them are, you know, they're really good. This is the bedrock of our community. Um, so I encourage people to, to step up, uh, find your place uh, and, and uh, help out. I think we have a civic duty to really do that. Um, and if we all are, participate, then we don't need this massive bureaucracy of government to dictate <laughs> over the top of us. So, Amen. so, but thanks, thanks again for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you stopping by and talking and I appreciate the fact that um, this went really well tonight. I thought it was a great event and I'm really proud of that. I was hoping I'd get to talk to the chairman, John. I haven't had to yet, so I'll see if I can catch him for a minute, but thank you so much for stopping and talking to me, Jim. I appreciate it. And I hope everything's going well with your family and uh, you take care of yourself and I'll see you soon. I'll give you the link for this if you give me your information. That was a great job, and I'm really proud to be able to introduce him, and I kind of asked him a little bit. I think one of the things that most of us are really um, really interested in are the schools right now, what's going on with schools, and what's going on with inflation, of course, because it's hitting all of us. And I know I talked to Congressman Tiffany about inflation and, you know, some other things, but, I mean, you know, you can hit it from the Wisconsin area, and I'm, I'm really... Um, you know, it's frustrating for all of us out here, and I know it is for you too, but I know there's a couple things maybe that you're working on too for the state that you could maybe share with us, okay? So here's Representative Edming. Better known as Jimmy Boy. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that. But you yeah, no, no. Uh, no, I've been in the legislature starting my, starting my eighth year, and uh, yeah, what I really enjoy doing, one of my top priorities down there, our veterans, uh, you know, their, their benefits and whatnot. And, and one of the things that we're, that, that, and I think it may come to the floor in the next, in the next, in the next month and a half. And that's where if you, if you were disabled in, in the military, you had to be, if you, if you, you had to be, God, what was that number now? But anywhere, a certain percentage, a percentage being disabled? Yeah, 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 and we're and we're trying to drop that down to seventy percent, oh, and yeah. and we've we've got we've got the veterans groups, you know, yeah, all, all with us on that, on board, yeah, on board, yep. and and are they going to come down and speak? Is there a, is there a hearing or anything that we we got a couple of them on that already, okay, and 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 a lot of the vets have 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 gotten been there and and is there a place that people can go to to look at that? Yeah, Wisconsin Eye. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, just go on Wisconsin Eye. And look for what? Veterans? Okay. There you, you know, go. Or, Type it in. or or just go just go and look up look up uh uh, uh rep, rep 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 edming dot okay. you know. Yeah. And and it's uh, good to know where you can go, you know, yep, so people yep. know what to do to go to yep, yep. Or and if you get mixed if you can't figure that out, just go <laughs> just go to six oh eight two six six seventy five oh six because I'm about as computer illiterate as what you can get. That's all right. And and uh, <laughs> but it's uh, no. It's great to have you sitting here talking to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm, and and, and, and you know one of the things I want to say is that um, I know him well as Jimmy Boy, yeah. and so I wasn't going to do that because it is very respectful to introduce him as Representative Edming. He earns that, and he's done a good job. So I just want to say, you know, as Jimmy Boy, uh, he's a good man. He has fought hard for farmers, for veterans, for every other group. And I know he's in it for us, the taxpayers, and he's doing a good job. And one of the things that, um, that you know, it's it's really difficult because, you know, you, you really want to extend like an invite to people to come down 
to Madison. It's their capital, you know, but people don't really realize, realize that. I mean, people just don't. It's one of those things where it's an, it's kind of like you walk in that building and you go, oh, you know, oh. yeah, it's fascinating. It's the most wonderful building in the world, but it does belong to us, the taxpayers of Wisconsin. And people just don't realize that. And they can come to your office. They could come and visit you anytime. And, and I think you should extend an invite because people, yeah, bring your family. As people get tours and everything, I saw a couple pictures from a couple you know, people, and, and they put that on their newsletters and stuff. And I think it's fascinating and it's wonderful. Children are great to come down and see that because it is an awe-inspiring. And who knows, maybe they'll be the next rep. You never know. So that's something that, you know, maybe if you extend an invite, that would be good. I do think it's great that you're working for veterans. I was a veteran, and I think it's fascinating. Well, yeah, that's right. I am a veteran. That's right. I'm a U.S. Navy veteran. Proud, too, by the way. And, and, never, and I'm... And never I, used to be. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I am Navy. And one of the things that, that, that got me, Jimmy Boy, I'm going to tell you this, um, as this is just you and me talking, was uh, Afghanistan. My heart, my stomach, my head is blown up that. I am so still frustrated at the fact that 13 young people lost their life because of an idiot. And I'm sorry. Um idiot and now i'm concerned about what's going on in ukraine another idiot but anyway i just want to say that um, 13 young people lost their life and it's almost like they've been erased from the world nobody even realizes it nobody knows it I mean, we all do but it's just the fact that we don't hear it anymore and you know it's very sad but i do want to say that you should invite people to come down and visit you and i don't know you know session i don't know if you're in session right now but session is so you know blah, blah, yeah. <laughs> but Come down, visit, and um, check out uh, Representative Edming. I, I haven't been down there for a while. Ed and I are going to come down. We're in Wisconsin Rapids now. We're going to come down and give you a hard time, all right? <laughs> and, then, and then when we're talking about veterans, uh, we have a hometown here. Have you heard my talk in there tonight? It's not here. Oh, anyway, we, we have now what's called a hometown hero. Awesome. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. And, yeah. and, and, and that's when different different people that can be firefighters or school teachers or whatever. It don't make any difference what it is. But we put in, we've been working on this now for about a year and a half. We have two World War II veterans from Russ County. Awesome. One is 100 years old and oh one is gosh. 101. That's awesome. And and Elmer Wishard is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's the 101. No, I think he, no, he's the 100. I, well, I don't know which one. One's 100 one's 101. Yeah. And when and when Elmer got out of out of the military, he he taught pilot lessons and and during the war, he 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 flew a, a C forty seven I think it's called. Well, I can tell you this: one of the things that I think is absolutely unbelievable is we are now losing that generation, and that was one of the best generations we've ever had. And now we've lost so much, and the children that are being raised now don't even know that they don't understand that generation and these were people that were freaking hardcore hard-working people very well at c-47 what that basically is is a culvert a culvert with two wings wow. and a motor wow. and he pulled gliders and that was like a long time ago so oh, you know it yeah. wasn't something it that wasn't you and much. i would want to fly in <laughs> <laughs> but he pulled gliders into normandy and all wow. all these all these different theaters Come on, we're it. losing that history. You know, we're losing yeah, that, yeah. you know. And so. then and then Clarence Stein, he's also from Lady Smith. And he and and he's well, one's 101, 101. Yeah. I can't remember which That's one. Awesome. Is. And and he and he was in just a, a fierce firefight 
and he said there was just bullets just flying and one went to the side and he turned his head like that to see it and he took a bullet right below the nose took out his took out his jaw I uh, spent two years in a hospital getting getting patched up. You know, we can't even like comprehend that. You know, it's hard to. But yeah. but these guys will be on Wisconsin Eye, and it should That's happen. Cool. Okay. It should All happen right. within the next right. within the month within the next month. Okay. Well, I direct people to Wisconsin Eye. It is really a good station to go look at and to pay attention to because you can find out all kinds of um, information and you can find all kinds of interviews and things there that will let you know about many candidates and all the information that's going on. So I appreciate you stopping by and visiting with us and how, how's the gas station going? You, you charging big bucks for gas now, dude. <laughs> Jimmy boy is charging big bucks, but makes little bucks. That's in Glen Flores. Stop by and see him someday. Cause honestly, my husband used to stop there all the time, filled up with gas, got him a soda, got him some cheese, some, some little treats. I can't remember what he used to get snack wise, but you know, I can't remember, but he always got something, but uh, I appreciate you serving Jimmy boy. I really do. I think it's a, a wonderful honor and I think it's great to talk to you and to see you. I haven't seen you for a long time, so it's kind of cool. How, how's the antique car going? Good. Good to hear. He always drove his antique car and all the parades and stuff. So good man. Um, good servant. And uh, I appreciate the fact that you came and visited with us and talked to us for a few minutes. So thank you. And thank you for, for talking about veterans because that's really a great thing. So we appreciate it. You, you have a good night. Drive you, safely. Yep, I will. All right. Take care. Yep. So, hey, I'm sitting here now with Drew Lugner, and he is actually um, here at Sawmill in uh, Sealy, Wisconsin. And I just wanted him to say something because they served the food tonight, and it was fantastic, and people were talking about it. It was prime rib or fried walleye, and I saw the walleye come out, and I was like, shoot, I picked the prime rib. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. And then I even had a dessert. I'm really excited about that. I haven't tasted it yet. I licked the plate a little bit, but. I'm just going to have him say something because I think he should. They did a fantastic job. There was a lot of people here tonight, and that's a really hard job to do. We our walk-ins and stuff, too. Well, we catered. I chose two different distinct dishes tonight because, you know, I went to two food stations. So we did one station with baked, slow-roasted prime rib, which is an Angus, black Angus prime rib, nice and tender and See, it's my buttery meat, delicious. And we also had Canadian walleye, petite Canadian walleye place. So you, the smaller walleyes are better. And then we gave everybody a baked potato. We had a broccoli salad, a house broccoli salad with the walleye. And we had green beans with the prime because it just complements. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is, do you guys have a lot of groups that come here? And are you welcome? Are you welcoming to groups? We are. Welcome to groups. I mean, we prefer you to call ahead. We do have groups occasionally come in from 10 to 20, walk in, and that's typically can be snowmobilers. We catered to, we catered to motorsports and we catered to quiet sports in downtown city. I was impressed with the fact that you actually had the place open because this is a huge place and we had a whole back room back here. So I was impressed that you could handle the back room and handle the people at the bar and the people that were eating other things. I saw pizzas being brought out and everything. So I was very impressed by that. And I think you guys should be for that and we really do appreciate it and that's why I kind of want to give you a little plug because everybody needs a plug and you guys worked really hard and I you were coming over going oh my gosh do you have the right count and I was thinking to myself oh my god I hope I counted it right but you did great right we did good yes we did good well thanks for coming out and if you're ever interested you can look us up online on Facebook we are the sawmill saloon 
We can be located online at SealyWiss.com. We can be reached through email, and it's the town, Sealy, with the highway, Sealy63 at Hotmail.com. We do weddings, private parties. We cater to everybody. We created a quiet sports, motorsports. We also have a 10-unit lodge, if you need lodging nearby, which I manage as well. 10-unit lodge, the Lenred Lodge. You can look up the Lenred Lodge, and now that is located on SealyWiss.com. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And I will say Linroot Lodge is awesome. My husband and I have stayed up here and we lived in Hayward at the time, but we stayed up just because it was awesome and it's really cool. And uh, Moose Lips is awesome. We really enjoy coming here. And so um, we thank you so much. You guys worked really hard and we appreciate that greatly. And I think that's something we should definitely um, encourage people to come to. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Sir. Okay, we're back here, and I'm sitting here with John Righeimer. He is the Sawyer County Republican Chair. He's been the Sawyer County Republican Chair for about a year. He came from a different state. We won't even say the state because none of us really care about that state. But we will say that he is now in northern, northern Wisconsin, and the Northland is really, really, really pleased to have him here. He did a great job tonight. And it's not easy to do when you're the chair and you have a difficult position to be in when you have a lot of different candidates here that are all running for the same thing. And they may get along great, but then they may not. And you have to be very fair. And I, I think that like when you were talking to me off uh, Mike, and saying that, you know, you're trying to just like grow the party, get the people to know, because I know right now people are struggling and upset with everything that's going on. And I'm talking like hardcore Democrats and hardcore independents that I've known for years that um, are coming on our side going, I don't understand what's happening. And I want to make sure that um, I vote for somebody that I should vote for because seeing what's happening nationally and statewide. And our, our agenda right now is to beat Tony Evers. And I agree totally with that. We're very fortunate that we have the Senate and the Assembly. And I don't think we're going to lose that. I mean, you know, we may lose a seat here and there. I don't think so this time. I think we're going to be really safe. But I do believe um, that we've got to beat Tony Evers. One of the things that frustrated me the most about Tony Evers was the fact that he was the Department of Public Instruction superintendent for the state for years. Failed us in schools, and then they voted for him for governor. What the heck? So I'm going to let you say a few words about what you think about being the Sawyer County Republican um, chair and working there and doing what you can. You did a fantastic job tonight. It was a wonderful event, and you should be very proud of that. And the food was good, and that makes a big difference when you're serving a lot of people. There was a lot of people in that room. So that's something to be very proud of, and I know it was your first time doing it here. So it's a very – I remember the first time I did it and how, and how like, you're going, oh, my gosh, you're nervous, but you're excited as heck. So you did a fantastic job. You did a great job emceeing, introducing – and uh, I think everyone here was very supportive. I saw a lot of people supportive of you and of what was going on. So I just want you to say a few words and, you know, you tell me what you think about what happened. Yeah, th th thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was all that. You you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, my, my family could tell I was a little stressed, with lack of a better term. And 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 it wasn't, it was nervousness, but not, the, not a fear nervousness. It was excitement yeah. it was excitement and uh, because we worked really hard to get to get people to show up here you know i wanted to um you know i'm competitive so i see these other counties south of us that are so much bigger and i thought you know we can compete with that you know so 
how many people, you know, saw them? How many people can we get in there? They're like, well, 75 easy. I said, okay, we got the 75. Can we get to, can we do 80? Oh yeah, we could do 80. So, um, yes, yeah, excitement, uh, in, in a, in a good way. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, being, being the chairman has uh, been an honor. It has been fun. It has been challenging and, and every now and then it's been frustrating. And, and one of the frustrating things is you're, you're bringing it on yourself cause you're growing the, you're growing the party. And when you grow to party, you start bringing in other opinions and other people. And, um, and, you know, at first I'm like, you know, I'm not going to try to grow to party anymore because I don't need this grief. But I thought, well, no, let's, let's continue to do that because for every one that we get that maybe is um, just unworkable, there's three others that even if you disagree, you can work with it. And you should, we should discuss those things. And I think if we get the party big enough, instead of 15 and 20 people at monthly meetings, you know, 20, 30, 40, we can have really good debate. And, and maybe you talked about it. You said there's things in my head and ways I want to take the party in this county, um, but it's not my county party it's our county party um so getting more people in i can debate my ideas in, in a in a uh revealing way and and if they win they win and if they don't they don't we all, we all have our we all have our say so um just to step back a little bit i think you know our my pro i wasn't really that involved i've always been involved in politics from watching it um i came from that state that has already been crushed and and they're one part and um, which we should try to do here, but on the other side, you I know, mean, there's nothing wrong with crushing the opposition and, and, and basically kicking them, kicking them all out. Um, but is uh, so it's been it, we we have a fighting chance here in Wisconsin. So it's not a given. We have a fighting chance, and um, we we can win this. As I said in there, um, you know, Tony Evers is the favorite. You know, going into this, and and I try to convey that as often as I can up here because when you're up here, this is primarily red country and so we get kind of seduced into we're okay how could how could they vote for tony evers like you said well there's madison and milwaukee and, and other areas that will do that no matter what um so we need to stay focused um as you said try not try to keep the infighting to a minimum may the best woman or man win but let's all rally together and realize what what the the real opponent here is and that's and that's tony evers Tony Evers, just to make it simple, because it's all through down, up and down the ticket. If we, but if we do well against Tony Evers, probably means we're doing well elsewhere, you know, on, on that ticket. So, um, yeah, it's been invigorating and, and um, it's been it's been fun. And I said it's you know it's been challenging. I, I am proud too that sometimes we have what people consider. I, I don't even want to use the word fringe, but you know, people that are really. They're really upset with what happened in the last election. And and some of these people, and I'm a huge Trump guy, so I think I can say this. Um, there are some people that are, it's Trump or nothing, right? I love Donald Trump. I wish he would have won. I hope he runs again in 24, and I, ho I hope he wins. But we, we in the meantime, <laughs> we have a state, we have state elections, and we have to make sure that, um, you know, when these uh, folks that say, I'll, I'll never beat it with the Republican Party again. I, won't, I just won't do anything that, that, that saddens me. But myself, Jim's involved in this too. We, we're pretty good track record that they say, well, let's have some coffee. I come to one of our meetings. I don't know, three out of four usually say, these aren't bad guys. You know, they, they, they think like us, but we're just trying to be, but instead of being sorry about it or, you know, fighting the 20 
2020 election and losing it again. Let's move on. Not because I'm, I, I think there, there probably was funny business going on, but let's make sure it doesn't happen again. Let's not lose the 2020 election twice. I guess that's, that's one of them. Become involved in, um, in your polls, uh, become a poll watcher, become somebody who serves and make sure you do that. Cause that's the way to beat it. Uh, one of the things I, I can tell you this, um, I mean, uh, Donald Trump was my, I, I knew it, but I was on the Trump train way before a lot of people were. And I was on the Trump train because he was a businessman. That was my reason. It wasn't anything else. It wasn't because he was a New Yorker. Wasn't anything to do with that a millionaire, whatever. I was on the Trump train because he was a businessman and we need a businessman, somebody to run our country properly. And I think he did a great job and his policies were great. Uh, I wish he would have stopped his tweeting because, you know, orange man, bad. he tweets, oh, poor me. You know, he's saying terrible things about somebody. Give me a break. But there's a lot of people out there who don't like that kind of thing. And they thought he was a bully, but he was, he was a New York bully. I mean, that's who he is. It's who he is. And so you have to accept him for who he is and move on. I had that. I also don't have a thin skin. I have a pretty thick skin. I can take a lot. And I've been involved in politics for a long time and I've seen a lot. I've witnessed a lot. What, one thing that I have witnessed in within our own party uh, are things like, you know, the infighting. And it's like, we should all be on the same team. We're fighting for the same thing. We are fighting to beat Tony Evers and to beat Joe Biden. That's who we're fighting for. We're not fighting for anybody else. We, we got to fight against that. And if you're in a, in a place that happens to be a blue district, then fight hard to become a red district. Do your best. I mean, I've witnessed it. I've seen it happen. So it can happen. And so to me, serving as a, a party chair is not an easy job. And I know that. But I do think that I'm going to give you commend you for tonight. You did a great job. And the one thing about it, too, truthfully, is the fact that it was good food, because really, people will not come back if it's not. They will tell you. Yeah, it can. It can blow the whole thing up. So the food was fantastic, which I did have him sit down and talk to me a little bit. So he could pump this. Yeah, because I think it's really important to do that, to let, you know. Yeah, he did. Drew sat with me and talked to me and told, you know, and, and he also said, you know, hey, we're open for weddings. and things. So at least it gives him a little plug, too, because it's really important to do that. And I think also um, one of the things I, I want to say to you is um, I witnessed a school board meeting. I think your wife spoke at. And I want to tell you that I was very impressed by her. Now, I live down in Wisconsin Rapids, and somebody from up here contacted me and said, you need to see this, because I knew what was going on. And I watched that, and I was like, wow, I really was very impressed by her. I didn't know her. I don't know her. You know, I met her tonight for just a couple minutes. I didn't get a chance to really talk to her because it's busy. But um, I was very impressed, and so I knew you had to be an okay guy. And, you know, it's really important for me because Surrey County really does have a special place in my heart. It always has and it always will. I've worked with Jim for many years. I, I've worked up here and it's a tough crowd sometimes. And um, I do appreciate the fact that you're serving. because It's not easy and I know that. And it's kind of like one of those jobs where, you know, like tonight, like you were, you were on, you know, you're on. And people see that. And so then they go, wow, this is what the party is like here. You know, you're dynamic. You did a good job. You had a great place to have it at and you had good food. I mean, there was like what there was probably 90 people here and it was great. And there were people coming up to us sitting at this table, checking them in and people that were coming up, you know, they checked in. They weren't people that signed up and they were like, hey. You know, we're interested. Can we get some literature? Can we? And we're like, well, let's find out because we don't have any room. So, yeah. And 
and I wrote down a couple names because I want to make sure that they're, you know, paid attention to because you could get hold of those people and they could become part of the party. And that's really important too. So I just want to say from me being somebody who's been in the shoes, uh, you did a great job and it's not easy. And you, uh, I know you're fighting for the right reasons, And I think that's really important. And I also think that um, in this area, it's good to have somebody really fighting. And, I, and I'm also pleased that you moved here because you chose to move here. Yeah. And, and honestly, this isn't an easy place to live. It's in the middle of winter. It's cold. Um, David, yeah, Dr. David, he, running for lieutenant governor, he sat and talked to me for a minute. He said, dang, it's cold up here. <laughs> and he was driving all the way back home tonight, Milwaukee. You know, and I'm like, holy cow. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for doing it. Thank you so much for putting your blood, sweat, and tears into it. And please, you know, um, just say a few things about what you think about how we can move forward as a party here in Sawyer County and what you really want to do. Because I know it is a difficult position to be in sometimes, but we all are working for the same thing. We all are. We may not agree on everything. It's the same thing as everyone. You may not agree on everything, but we're all fighting for the same reason. And I think some of your reasons that you mentioned already were really good. And I think that's a great thing to end on. Um, get, get, in, get involved. Get involved with, with your local county party, uh, wherever that may be. And what I find, you know, I don't know if you found this, was interesting to me. I've received questions like, well, my point is it, it's a grassroots effort. So I, I take high offense when I get called the rhino word, right? Because it's usually, um, it's I have to kind of calm down because, Sometimes it's just a giant misunderstanding. But I've had comments of how, how much does this job pay you? Well, no, <laughs> it's a volunteer position. How much, where's your office at? No, we don't have an office because we don't have the money in our county party. I'm not saying, you know, we, we always have one around election time. Yeah. Um, how much money do you get from the RNC? A complete, it, the light bulb went on in my head, a complete disconnect. So when you're, I don't like Mitt Romney either okay but when you're upset at Mitt Romney he's federal. he's federal your county party are your neighbors these are grassroots people volunteers that are doing their best to try to win elections so I would say I would say get involved and you you said it already how do we win elections we need more people to get involved there's some there's a lot of things we could be doing as a county party we have to prioritize and so we can't ways people can get involved to get involved little things stuff in envelopes anything correct it could be you know getting literature out to doors and it's not sexy stuff no, right and it's not it's not um i can tell when people come like i've never been you know what what can i do and they don't ah, that doesn't sound like it's that exciting it is it's, it is kind of mundane but it does add up and and we need more people so it doesn't fall upon half a dozen people in the party to do everything because when it does a lot of things fall through you know i i've gotten requests texts and emails from people that aren't even in the party demanding me to write a resolution on something. I said, well, no, you need to be part of the, first of all, you need to be part of the party. Why don't you join? Oh, you guys don't do anything, you know? So I guess I want on a positive note, get involved. I mean, we, it's no longer, I'll say this, it's no longer sufficient to just vote Republican and sit on the sideline. It's just not, we have to get involved, get, come to the meetings, understand what's going on and be on the bench things come up when we need to do things. And um, if every county did that, you know, I think we're one step closer to making this 
to making this uh, the great state that we're so close to being. I'm going to end on a positive note with John and say thank you so much for everything that you've done. And tonight's been a wonderful night. I was able to interview some really good candidates, and it was great. All of them were eager to do it, and I'm so excited about that. And I'm also excited about the fact, I mean, I, you know, I don't live up here. I can't vote up here anymore. I vote down in uh, the Rapids area. And, and so, I mean, I got to see my state senator up here, um, you know, talking for he's running for lieutenant governor. I hate to lose him as my state I senator. <laughs> I really do. I told him that. I'm like, you know, I can't be super supportive. <laughs> but I am very supportive. He's a, a really good guy. And there's a lot of good people running. And I thought it was wonderful to see that tonight. You brought a lot of really good people up here. And that's amazing because this is a tough crowd up here. It's a long way away from people. And that's one of the things I think is wonderful. And you did a really good job. You did a great job of emceeing, interviewing, I mean, of, of talking before and, and introducing people. And that's tough, too. It's not easy. So it really, you really did a good job. And I say I commend you for that. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will make sure that you get the link to the podcast. And I want to say thank you very much, people. Please listen and peace on.